It's a big thing to admit. I'm sorry. So I'm holding space for you, and I'm proud of you for being so strong. Or great it Lord always Jesus comes back to Jesus. It always, always does. I'm pro fairy. Pro, super pro. This fairy. is a pro fairy podcast. Okay, well, you know what's great? Tell me. You tell me what's great. What about sluts? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My first note today is sluts. Well, let's start with the introduction of who the fuck is on the other line. Well, really, well, this is a great uh, two for two situation because my name is Samantha Lauren Urena, (gasps) therapist. Slut. You're almost there. Oh, oh, therapist. Samantha Lauren Urena, therapy. Slut it up. Okay, so did you yeah. specifically go into this field so yes. that you could <laughs> to be a slut? That was my main personal goal. Okay, so professionally and personally, slut, slut <laughs> through and through. Um, we were like joking around you, and I, I don't know why, but I love being like sluts or like slut. With a Z. Like it's just so fun to say loudly, quietly. It's just a fun word. So I wrote the note, sluts. Can we use this for fun and in a good way? Mm. Can we reclaim sluts? Yes. Can we? Well, okay. Here's another little situation that happened recently. Uh, is that uh, I was playing guitar uh, publicly at Topa Topa, Santa Barbara. One Shout only. Out. Shouts. Just kidding. One out of five. <laughs> Anyways, I was playing there. And then afterwards, I was talking with my ex and someone else. And my mom was there. I don't really know exactly. All I remember, we were making some kind of joke about sleeping around with people. And then I don't really, yeah. okay, I already don't really know why. Yeah. But then my mom comes around. And she's like, oh, we all need a slut phase, don't we, girls? And I'm like, thank you, mom, for that. <laughs> And I don't know how I got here. And also, now I know you've probably had one. Yeah. And yeah. you know I've had one. Yeah. And that's uncomfortable. We all know now. So I've never had. See, this is why I need a slutty podcast co-host. Oh. Is because I never got to have my uh-huh. slut phase. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want this recorded. But I'm going to tell you anyways. Because okay. here we are. Should I? Well, well pause. <laughs> Well, you were just saying that you want a podcast uh, co-host potentially that had a slut phase. So you're going to start off strong and just give it to us. Well, (laughs) okay. Well, I just think I qualify. I don't know if you want to hear my... I don't know if I'm ready to share. The escapades are going to come out. They will. They don't have to on day one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's keep the people wanting more. Ooh, guys. (laughs) What you're going to hear in season five is a lot of Sam's (laughs) conquests. The notches. Yeah. On the, I, now, yeah. here's a thing mm-hmm. that bothers me in pop culture. And I might be stupid. This might be a reference I mistook. Uh-huh. Mis- you know, when you're like young and you see something, you're like, well, that's a fact now. I'm moving on with that forever. Okay. You know how guys say like notches on my bedpost? Uh huh. I heard once like notches on my lipstick, like thing. <laughs> Is that a thing? Have you ever I've heard that? I've never heard that. And I only okay. know notches on my bedpost from a uh, song Sugar We're Going Down by <laughs> Fallout Boy. <laughs> Just throw that in there. A, a a classic. Um, okay, so I guess on the note, yeah, we can say sluts. Yes or no? We didn't sluts? decide. Well, <laughs> s- again, Sam-, Sam Lauren Urena therapy. Slut, mm-hmm. slut it up. If you slut. want mental health help. Slut it up. Slut it up, babies. Uh, and then, yeah, I think slut, I think calling someone a slut versus calling yourself a slut is a different Right. Thing. So when I just called you a slut a few well, times, I kind of love that. I kind of love that. So I- <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like you know when you're complaining about your sister, or your best friend. Yes, it's fine. Yeah. But the second someone else has something to say about your sister, or your best friend, exactly. we're beefing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's hard because out of a woman's mouth, sure. In a non, if you're not being nasty, no, yeah, no shame based. I love that it. Obviously, that's slut shaming. Slut shaming, bad. Calling someone a slut, fine. Good. Potential. Good. <laughs> Actually, positive. What's the opposite word for shaming? Um. Uh. That's a great question. Slut. Uh, um. Encouragement. <laughs> yeah. Amp slut up your encouraging in your life. Yeah. Slut, slut encouraging. hyping. Slut, slut hyping. Slut hyping. Slut hyping. We are here to slut hype. Yeah. Not I- slut shame. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. If it's healthy for you in that moment in your life. Now, right. don't go down. Now, don't go self-destructive. Right. Right. No, no absolutely. I Don't run away. <sighs> Never. With your problems. <laughs> <laughs> I also kind of disagree. Uh, 
MD. MA. MA. Sam Urena, MA, Master of Clinical Psychology, um, specializing in queer issues and spiritual trauma recovery. What? Wow. I should probably listen while you're speaking. I'm just so jazzed. Do it one more time. I'm so sorry. Oh, do you want me to? Should I introduce myself? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? I don't. I'm. Well, I'm Sam. Okay. Uh, I'm turning 30 this year. Oh, thank God. So hot. You're too young right now. I need you <laughs> I need to be age older. a little bit. Um, I grew up in the Valley, San Fernando Valley, outside of LA. <laughs> I, moved to, I moved to Santa Barbara in 2011 as a little freshman at UCSB. A little gaucho. Ew. Okay. Amazing. Uh, hating that I did that. Anyways, been in the, in Santa Barbara for 11 years. I'm on my 12th year. Holy Love it. Mackerel. And, um, I'm a therapist. I used to be a minister of that's so great a Christian ethic, and now I'm a gay therapist. <laughs> so <laughs> you said, "Hold on, uh-huh. I'm going to do a one a 180, a 360." Oh, and express why I think sex can be a positive. No, no, no. Way to run through you your said I'm a Christian minister. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Psych. Yeah, I'm so, actually yeah. gay, and I'm a therapist. Yeah, now. <laughs> I don't watch out, bitches. Yeah, I but, did that. But in a weird way, yeah, ministry kind of is therapy for people who are religious so you really didn't switch it up that much it's pretty there's a lot of the same heart stuff there (laughs) yeah like i like to tell myself i'm like okay i used to think the premise of life is like loving god and being loved by god and like and then loving people is like a part of that thing and that we're changed and become more of who we are by loving and being loved by divine and others and now i'm like okay divine give or take god give or take can do without can do without (laughs) personally (laughs) personally and so i'm like oh that's still the premise the premise of therapy is that like being loving and being loved and then you get like loved and be and loved through your life trauma and problems and yeah etc amazing it's just a pivot it's just a a little switch of the just a mind frame a godless world is actually not half bad Really, truly, truly. yeah. <laughs> um, I was what I was interrupting you earlier to say, which is so important, mm-hmm. um, mostly for Cody who's listening. Yes, I switched up the microphones, oh. so I'm using the microphone that he typically uses. Oh my god! And he consistently complains about how bad he sounds. Hmm. I sound terrible. I know I don't on the podcast. Like I know I don't to the listeners. Oh, but to your own ears. Oh, it's bad. Oh. And you sound like you've come from heaven. I'm singing. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so cody i gaslit you for oh i don't know three years oh. um and you're right oh man. so i'm probably gonna switch this microphone out after this recording oh not because it's it sounds good on the recording mm-hmm. but in live moments it does not it is in my ears you sound just slightly muffled exactly slightly and that's what cody was always upset oh. about but i was like i knew it was fine on the recording but it's not yeah. an enjoyable recording mm. experience you're like cody there's just a little bit of grit in your voice i'm loving i'm loving give yeah. it give it i'll take it okay Slut. so sluts <laughs> sam yes okay i've been dying to talk about this ever since okay. i saw you put it in your note oh god oh god you okay <clears throat> how am i gonna tee this up I would say that you represent most of society. Mm-hmm. However, mm. too much shame around it. I know. You know, mm-hmm. like I think most people are in your boat, but don't want to admit it. I know. And it's a big thing to admit. I'm sorry. So I'm holding space for you and I'm proud of you for being so strong mm-hmm. and coming out as a yeah. milk lover. I know. <laughs> Dairy shame. Dairy shame. Well, that's um, the thing is like, I am like, I would never drink milk. Mm hmm. But will I eat ha- a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream? Mm, yes. Yeah. Will I get mozzarella on my salad bar? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Of course. Do I want cheese on my tacos? Sure. Hmm. I don't know why that's like a weird ex- example. Will no, I, I just eat a yeah. fucking piece of chunk of cheese that's laying around? Like a mouse. Absolutely. <laughs> and, I have, and I think there's an issue with that. Huh. Because milk doesn't necessarily taste bad. Ugh. Ugh. Well, okay. So again, just to be completely clear, I, I confessed on my note. I, I just put like I, th- I think I just put I love milk, and I know this isn't cool. I, but I love it, and and yes, every once in a while I'll buy milk, and in the afternoon I'll put some chocolate Ovaltine, 
in mm. a mug. Oh, okay. We're talking chocolate milk. Well, you, yes. Or is that milk your... in a cookie or cinnamon toast crunch. I just like milk is like, I'm not just like drinking milk like some psychopath. That is a sign. You know how like, you know, when kids grow up and they play with dead animals and stuff, it's like, that's a sign you're probably gonna be a serial killer. <laughs> if you're like in your 30s, just drinking a glass yeah. of milk. And it's not to follow up a chocolate cake. It's not to help mm. digest. It's not because you had some spicy peppers. Thank you. Yeah. You're just having a glass of milk. That's wrong. We need to have a talk. Yeah, that's wrong. No, and usually there's some sweet sweetness uh, associated. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, chocolate chip cookie, Ovaltine. Yeah. I also saw on your in and out list, which has such, been such a fun social media trend. Oh, yeah. What's in, what's out. Right. What's out for you is paying for oat milk. <laughs> I'm over it. Now, where do you buy your oat milk and why is it so expensive? You know, it's really interesting to me uh, because an oat is just but... It's a freaking grain, guys. It's but a grain. It's but a grain. It's but a grain. It and should be free, basically. <laughs> yeah. They soak uh, it in water. I know. You guys understand how oat milk's made? All they do is take a bunch of oats. Like, you can make it yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. You've made oatmeal before. You just... Mm-hmm. It's, like over, it's like overnight oats. Yeah. Or cold brew. Per se. Yeah, exactly. You just soak it in a bunch of water right. and then you fucking drain it. Stu- drain it's it. Stupid. Strain it. And drain it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> it's like, um, there, I watch, I'm going to watch Chemex come up with like a, oh, this is like a special like uh, device just for your oat making ability and you're right. just slow pour. And we make it a will hole. spend like $300 and, on that device. And we will love it. Here's the thing though. Environmentally speaking, mm. oat milk is the best. I don't really know anything else besides the Bible, gay stuff, and... Okay. yeah. I'm going to hit you real quick. That's it. So End of list. <laughs> I have been a vegetarian, pescatarian, like I ate some fish, mm-hmm. for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Does that add up? Yes, 12 years. When I've, and, I, and I stopped drinking milk at that point, too. And the reason right. was because it freaked me out how much, like, antibiotics and hormones and all this shit they put in cows so that they can just produce milk yeah now this isn't to like shame all you people at home you know when it comes you know where i get guilty parents so Mm -hmm. parents turn your ears off you do what you gotta do to get through the fucking day i don't care what you do you (laughs) could do you have a pass in my book to pretty much do anything besides commit murder and then even then maybe Mm. i'll allow it okay so there's so much shit that they put in your food Mm. and obviously that goes for like any processed anything but it was freaking me out like you are drinking Mm gross stuff yeah unless you're getting like organic blah 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 eight dollar milk which good for you maybe you are maybe you aren't sam's not yeah sam's not yeah i'm Um, getting from the corner store she's scared uh and so that's really why i stopped drinking it and then i don't know now it just kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies that's fair that's a lot of people now like millennials specifically started Mm. this like anti-milk campaign i think right but i think there's a lot of closeted milk, <laughs> milk people milk, milk drinkers <laughs> yeah. I don't, milk hype them up baby and so and i've gone dairy free like multiple 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 times mm-hmm. and we'll do it again but there is something around the milk when you go and get a cappuccino mm. what oh. is your coffee order let's start okay. there yeah that was a um yeah let's start there uh, what do you get well it depends on how i feel let's just say it's an average day average morning you don't have like a go-to well, every morning I do make a cup of coffee using Colombian Trader Joe's beans, the one with the toucan on it. Toucan Sam. There's two of them. Two toucan Sams. Two toucan Sams and on the package. On the package. I know one the gecko. one. You know the one. So I have that every single morning. We get the organic coffee okay. from Trader Joe's. All right. I know you're better than me. <laughs> you didn't have a slut phase. And I don't drink milk. <laughs> and I buy organic yeah, coffee. Exactly. Uh, so yes, automatically so much better than me and wiser. It's I don't just... really even drink coffee. Okay. So really, all right. Well, let uh, me get on my <laughs> pedestal. It's really my high horse is. It's a, it's a long way up there. I'm riding a pony over here. <laughs> riding a mini horse. Okay, you're Colombian coffee every day. Uh, yeah, morning coffee. Now let's talk about it. Okay. What device are you using to make? Because that depends on okay. how much of a douchebag you are. And you need mm, to know okay. where are you at in this. I'm going to really give you my full story. So, uh, again, when I was a minister of the gospel of <laughs> our Lord, it Lord always Jesus comes Christ, back to Jesus. It always, always does. And I will do it this entire recording. Um, so, when I was a minister, I lived in Turkey for a summer because I was, you know, a missionary. Now, is Istanbul in Turkey? Yes. Okay. Yes. Istanbul is in, Istanbul is in Turkey. Uh, I was living in... 
a city called Esh- whatever it doesn't fucking matter okay i was living in turkey for a full summer rock on it was horrible oh okay i was like pretty done with the whole experience um but turkey's beautiful like my cultural experience incredible but i was like pretty much done with like being a minister the god thing also in love with my coworker and best friend a woman love i like <laughs> That summer, I was like, I think you should love me now. I think it's time. I think that I've done the work. I think I've done it. I think I figured it out. If we were in a rom-com, it'd be right about now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, let me just say, like, objectively speaking, kissing is better than Bible study. Just like as a... Just a fact. Just a fact. It's more fun. More fun. And she was like, no. And I said, okay, that's fine. We could dry hump. <laughs> think about it. I, yeah. Yeah. Those are my uh, direct quote. Come on. Direct quote. Um, <laughs> anyways, we did this. We were co-leaders at this like summer thing for kids to love god whatever in turkey (laughs) (laughs) anyways it was a horrible experience um partially and then an amazing experience partially anyways and this has to do with coffee yes (laughs) absolutely getting there (laughs) so at the end of this horrible experience the leaders get it usually get presented a gift by the students oh goodness yeah our students were like fuck you two we fucking hate you we know you just want to go make out exactly and so we bought ourselves a chemex and when we broke up i got the chemex on the divorce amazing so it, we live on divorce a divorce chemex oh we didn't get we were never okay, married i'm just sorry checking. that's yeah no because of the christianity <laughs> if you weren't a minister i would have known that was a joke yeah. no 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 i they definitely christians don't exactly condone gay marriage but um but i do appreciate you uh looking out for my like some do post yeah some of true. the woke churches they, there are my concern was the premarital sex that you you two might have had that's where my brain went christian wise oh thank you i don't for know checking lot. in on my premarital sex <laughs> i did <life. laughs> at that time in your life i didn't want you to be condemned i wasn't i did get called into hr uh for <laughs> wait yes <clears throat> like jesus is hr <laughs> jesus the lord the church has an hr <laughs> yeah yeah the ministry i worked for uh the i women- guess that makes sense yeah it's hr heaven's resources <laughs> <laughs> yes yes bless yes, bless yes. up yeah so yeah hr called me or i i was reported by my staff team uh for just being bi like i didn't do anything about it i was just like hi i'm attracted to women i'm working out what that means for me and they're like we're we reporting we're you. reporting you for that experience that you have on the inside and i said yeah was that not a breaking point yeah truly so that was uh i got back from turkey had that hr meeting and i quit a few months later that's devastating to hear i'm sorry no it's it's, okay so you got the chemex and now (laughs) you're talking to poor you're talking to poor people here what the fuck's a chemex i'm not exactly sure is it it a pour over it's a pour over but it pours into itself Rather than a po- most pour, pour overs, yeah, yeah, yeah. you set it upon your mug. No, it has one of those ugly little things around the. Okay, it's not <laughs> being a little nicer. No, we have a as lot a of coffee. Slu- it's a slutty little. It's a slutty little like little wooden sweater thing, like <laughs> yeah. a little turtleneck, uh, like a turtleneck, it's for a turtleneck, yeah, right up there on the pour over. Mm-hmm. And then you can swish it around, and you can pour it into a glass. Yeah, that's how they make it over at Beacon. When you go to Beacon Coffee, yeah, 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 and you just because when. I first went and got coffee for Asa. He just drinks black coffee. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to um, me. Right? About him. It adds up. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I'll just get, you know, the drip. The daily drip. The, sure. Uh, the, the, yeah. the black coffee. Yeah. 15 minutes later, I'm getting my coffee. Oh. And I go to get my coffee and they're like, you know, the temperatures were all off. We're going to have to remake it. And I was like, I don't I don't know okay. what the heck you're talking about. Yeah. And that, that doesn't look like a coffee maker to me but now that i'm educated because we've had beacon on multiple times and done really cool tastings with them and stuff i'm uh-huh. like it's bomb yeah it it's tastes really good, really good. Really you good. can taste more flavors from it mm-hmm. now when you do your chemex in the morning you pour mm-hmm. it into your little mug mm-hmm. and you're ready to drink it yep. additives sorry half and half mm-hmm. trader joe's half and half what are we talking organic regular oh, that's okay i'm really i don't really know oh. what like organic means when it comes to milk mm. organic again i need to be antibiotics organic what i don't know i'm showing my cards i'm an idiot i don't know again i only know the bible and gay stuff it's gonna come in handy later down (laughs) the line not in this conversation but another time (laughs) yeah that's all i need you to know about thank you um okay so i was curious if you do new year's resolutions is that a thing for you no i don't let's talk about that 
Um, do I yeah. sound like a therapist? Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's funny how people have, like, or assume, you know, the few phrases we use. And I definitely use the same phrases as a therapist, like, pretty consistently. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if it, if, it ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't know. You well, eat. they're just conversation starters or they yeah. like conversation continuers. So exactly. it makes sense. But anywho, so talk to me about why you don't do <sighs> New Year's resolutions. Um, I used to be very sentimental and I would at the end of every year, I would think through January, uh, February. Whoa, completely Whoa, forgot. How does the, the calendar work? <laughs> how does the calendar work? I have no idea. Um, June, Feb, March, April, May, that yeah, kind of thing. I always skip April or May when I go through the months. As a person, like that's another deep, like a broken thing in my OS. Like I, I'm really bad at calendars. Okay. Anyways, so I go through the months and I list through my memories like what stood out, what was like really sweet, and what was really heavy, and I used to do that every single year. Um, and then I think over time, being so sentimental and so like I think one of my both greatest strengths and weaknesses, like just I'm so in love with the world, and and I, I think that that enables me to do a lot of really cool things and connect with a lot of really sweet people. But sometimes I'm just like, so my heart can't contain it all. So I think New Year's resolutions for me is a little bit too much. Like I have some dreams. I think like, I'm like, I'm obviously turning 30 this year. Um, I d- hope I don't die before then. That's a resolution. Don't die. Don't die. I think what it sounds like is like your habits of like sentimentality and love can be a burden though Truly. emotionally yeah. you're carrying way too much that isn't matched oh yeah by other people or the world back to you so oh, it's yeah. like how much can you put yourself through that process and then at what point is it actually benefiting you mm-hmm. yeah so i like but it's <clears> funny <throat> it's a weird balance because sentimentality is essentially dreaming about the past and then there's this piece where I like I do like to dream about the future, but hope is such a vulnerable thing. And I think I've been I've been in this like weird place personally, trying to like reestablish. But I think about hope and dreaming. Um, and so, okay, so as far, no, I don't totally have New Year's resolutions, but as far as like I'm turning thirty, this is kind of an important thing, um, or important marker in life or whatever. Um, I think that like. I don't know. I'm trying to figure but out what you goal say. set. I guess like throughout your life, throughout the days and the months, you have goals and yeah, and I, things I'm, you want to accomplish. A big, I'm a big dreamer. I have big hopes and dreams, but I think that's like a long-standing. I don't need a, a date to remind me to do that. I'm kind of already hopelessly in love with yeah. whatever. So something that's funny um, that I wanted to share with you was that um, one of, I I get one of the things, and I'm saying this out loud, recorded to put it inside my brain and actually deal with accountability i don't know if i want to have kids yes she's loving um well we're gonna do an incredible episode together that might help you figure it out and i need help because here's the thing i have never like craved that ever to be like i want to bear a child i want kids blah 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 but i feel really like depending on my partner if my partner wants kids i'm so down i think that sounds like so much fun to like I like can see that if my partner doesn't want kids, I'd also be like, for sure. Like yeah. I feel very <clears throat> chill, mm-hmm. but I think turning thirty and being like, oh my god, should I like actually start thinking? Like, no, I know uh, you're preaching to the choir here, man. It's crazy how turning a certain age or a certain milestone really like makes you look at your life and consider yeah. things. I would also say, oh, I hope you're looking forward to turning thirty. I didn't think much of it. I was like, people talk about this like switch in your 30s where you become more confident Mm. and you can like see through the bullshit more. And I don't know, obviously, like not everything's fixed. Mm -hmm. But when I turned 30, there was this just like Mm. trigger in my brain Mm. where it's like, oh, my God. You are a good person. You are trying hard. You work hard. You do what you want to do. You're trying to live a life by design. You're going against the grain of your family. Like. There's so much about that to be celebrated Mm -hmm. instead of like, I approached it with so much fear for the last few years and like insecurity. And now I'm just like, who cares? Like, I pretty much can have, I have enough faith in myself, in my life that I will always be okay. Mm. So it's like, let's get weird. Let's get funky. Who cares? Mm. Emotions and feelings are typically temporary and fleeting, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, I don't need to spend all this time 
hmm. worrying so much yeah. about certain little things. I don't know. I just, it, there is a switch that I hope hmm. other people have felt, or I hope you feel too, Yeah, of like just embracing yourself more and sure. being like, now my resolutions, because before my resolutions were so much about, because there's, there's this point too, and I'm talking to a therapist right now, which is great, where it's like self-improvement Mm-hmm. can only go so far until you're just improving every single thing about yourself mm-hmm. and then who are you and you get lost and yeah and it's like well not everything needs to be changed mm-hmm. you know i have these funky quirks that actually can be strengths sure and i can use totally. them to advance myself in different ways and be different and so i don't know it's really cool yeah yeah i mean i'm a big advocate for taking breaks from therapy if you've been doing the work for a long time it's like yeah just go live life now like just go go live but i'm also hearing from you this big piece about like it was like a shedding off experience of being like oh i'm just like shedding. like there's a lot more like ah whatever like it's actually let's just be be here now yeah this is a yeah because i think what i was hearing from you too is like you really like to have like tender moments and thoughts about the past i'm very much too much like what's coming next Mm -hmm. and so it's like a mix of being like what's next is coming and it's i'll deal with it when it comes yeah yeah and like i've dealt with enough in my life and with my partner and with my friends to know that now like when things come i know i'm gonna handle them sure totally you know well i mean with all that in mind do you have new year's resolutions i am i i fucking love a new year i am a freak about it i love it it's very cute it's this weird little refresh the holidays for me i see way more as a grind than something i truly enjoy Mm -hmm. um and so by the end of the year i'm feeling like frustrated Mm -hmm. and i'm just so ready to like shed a piece of myself and just like go into it. But I would say in the last couple of years, my New Year's resolutions have been really fun and really motivating and exciting mm-hmm. and not daunting or like self deprecating. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think I used to be like, I'm going to lose 20 pounds this year. Oh my God. Yeah. Thank God she's not mm-hmm. here with us anymore. She don't do that. <laughs> she's moved on. She's gone. <laughs> she's, she yeah. is somewhere else. Yeah. And so my goals really are surrounded a, around like creating and finding joy in my life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and for me, I'm so structured there. I'm not like the biggest horoscope person, but we talk a lot about it on the podcast and just explain to you too. Like, I think it's really fun and it's like self exploration. But what I do connect with in my sign as a Virgo is like very numbers and productivity and result based. Mm-hmm. I always have been. And so I'm trying to find ways now to incorporate exciting goals without them being like connected to my worthiness, mm. where it's more like I really want to get back into sewing. That's been a goal for me huh. for the last couple of years. I made yeah. a tote bag like last year around this same time and I really wanted to get into it. But it's just like priorities were different. Sure. And so I want to prioritize my hobbies this year Hmm. in a really like exciting way. And so for me, it's just exciting dreaming about like what I can create, what I can make because Mm. through creation is connection with people. And like, it just helps me feel good about myself. And it's a way that I can use social media too, that feels authentic. Mm -hmm. And since it's such a big part of all of our lives, like finding Mm -hmm. a way to use it in a way that like makes me feel good is important. Yeah. So yeah, I want to get into sewing. I want to make more. I have like goals with ceramics. I have goals with my garden. Yeah. I just feel like, Last year, I got really into reading, which is cool. Yeah. Um, And I want to find a way to incorporate that in a sustainable way. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I was reading like six books a month, which is cool and amazing. And Mm -hmm. it taught me how to like stop, sit down and like relax and enjoy something that's not technically productive. Yeah. But I could still count and like connect, you know, like connect these goals to. So, yeah, I'm just really excited to fucking like get out there and create. It's so exciting. The new year for me is just like brings up all this excitement. Huh. Well, you're also getting married this year. Yeah, I'm not excited. I mean, <laughs> it's not to say I'm not uh-huh. excited to get married, but I'm not excited to plan a wedding and have that encompass my entire fucking year because we're not getting married until October. Sure. I w- so there's this cloud, this mm. wedding marriage thing over my head. You know, if I, can I, if I was your therapist, mm-hmm. I would be really interested in gauging on what it would mean for you to have, what it would mean to, to overlap those joyful experiences with planning a wedding. Is that even possible? And I feel like a lot of people don't know how to do that. It's like not really modeled and it's very like, it is going to be automatically stress inducing just because you're planning yeah. something so 
at large. Yeah. And that's not what any of us, you're probably not professionally trained in, well, in that. Well, I did used to run <gasps> events. That is my, like, okay. professional well, experience. you have a leg up on all of us. And I, you're, again, you're better than, I get it. You're better than me, Steph. I do have a leg up and we're so connected in the community, which is so cool. And Ace's way more involved than I could ever hope for. Like, mm-hmm. very supportive. And, like, my cousin. So, when you're talking about, like, Joy, I'm thinking about, like, all the DIY projects and, yeah. like, how to make that really fun. And I'm not, like super controlling when yeah. it comes to this stuff so like mm-hmm. incorporating my community as in like my family and the people yeah. who have mentioned like i really want to help it's like well gear up to help then yeah. because this is the year i'm gonna allow people to help me dude yes like again i'm like seeing this like venn diagram that's nearly a circle being like okay what can be joyful experiences and what like, actually is planning a wedding and it's like trying to make that more of a more a singular circle yeah i think that's possible and it's just understanding like it is what it is, baby. I'm yeah, going to show up on that day and have fun regardless. It truly are. I'm going to be a blast. blast. It's going to be a freaking blast. So it doesn't matter. But yeah, I love New Year's. And if you guys love New Year's, let us know. Okay, wait. Okay. So. Tell me more. The listeners know that I got, I lost my cat last year, Pepper. Oh my God. Okay. She left probably, gosh, I know if I looked at my phone, I could know for sure. But I think she left in August. Mm. That can't be true. That can't be true because I got a new cat in September. There's no, no way I only it, waited a month. It might it have was been late July, G- late July, early August. Because you were telling me about this at um, early August. Okay. So, yeah, she probably left in July. Anyways, I got a new kitten. But Sam mm-hmm. has the most incredible truly story about losing their cat. That mm-hmm. I feel like I've read these things on like BuzzFeed or yeah. Reddit or like you're never connected to it. But talk to us about Fig. I would love nothing more. So, um, so my special boy, Fig, um, Fig named after Turkish figs after my inspired by my summer in Turkey or always goes back to Turkey. Um, Turkish fig. I was like, also Turkey's inhabited by cats. It's just like there's cats all over. There's a whole uh, documentary about Turkish cats and about how they like the the way they like shape their, the neighborhoods that they're in and they shape the Aww. people. It's like very sweet. Anyways, I was like, you know what? This brings me so much joy. Why don't I have a cat in my life? This is so wrong. So I come back um, to Santa Barbara and I, I I'm like, he's gonna be fig and i'm gonna find him like he's in the world this little kitten I, and so i picked up a bunch of different kittens and i would hold them and be like are you fig and i'm like Mm-mm, you're so cute and perfect <laughs> you're, but you're not fig but you're not mine and then i i picked up one and and you know oh and it, was, and it was him yeah so um he was in my life for two years okay so last summer last september um i saw him on a friday afternoon i went to work a shift at topa and then the next morning, I was like, oh, it's weird. He's not here. Okay. Uh, I broke up with my girlfriend. Did, uh, and you got fig in the divorce. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did get fig on. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. I got fig in the divorce as well. He was always mine. And she had a dog. And Fair. it was kind of this like very. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, I could go on. No, no, no. Focus. For That's focus. another for episode. Focus. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> Such a saga. Anyways. So, I yeah. Fig was mine. So I fig fig left, broke up with my long long term girlfriend, uh, partner of many years, um, and then um, you know another day goes by, another day goes by, and I'm like, okay, kind of fucking, where's my fucking cat? Put up signs, I'm shaking the treat box around the neighborhood, fig 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 fig. Okay, you know you, you. Then I start getting prank calls, people being like, oh, I found your cat. How much is the reward? I'm like, uh, I don't know what way what, to what be feels, evil. What, what feels fair you know i'm like very like hopeful and you know hey what yeah what feels good or what you know what do you what do you think is right and and you know then they'd hang up and they'd laugh and hang up horrible um and so time goes on and i feel like my relationship to grief is like i mean we all have a relationship with grief but um i'm a stupid little like you know again sentimental emotional dreamy little pisces bitch so um Anyways, so I'm, like, always musing on, like, grief and love and what does it all mean. And so you kind of just, like, learn to absor- – you absorb your losses, but it's also you're absorbing that love and you just kind of you, – you move on. Long story short, you just move on. So four months go by, five, six, seven, eight, and it's the middle of the night and I can't sleep and I'm just looking at old photos of him. I'm just, like, I'm still – I'm, like, yeah, I've moved on. It's okay. Things change, whatever. But I'm still, like, oh, he was such a cute little – he's a gray little tabby, green-eyed boy. And um, the next morning, I get a message uh, from an old neighbor of mine being like, hey, I think I was on a, the Santa Barbara Lost Pets 
thing uh, and a picture popped up. It, it looks like Fig. Lo and behold, get the picture. Oh, my God. That's the boy. That's <clears throat> the boy himself. It's crazy. Um, I'm going to spare you all the details, but I basically end up, you know, trying to track. Still, it's like not easy to track him down. He's kind of a neighborhood cat. I find out this one girl megan i know her last name but let's not let's not let's not but megan has been taking care of him and so i eventually contact megan i'm like hey oh my god thank you so much for like looking after fig like looking after my cat like you know how can i thank you and she goes she goes i don't know what you're talking about that's my cat i'm like she "Uh, thinks that's her cat yeah she's obsessed his false name was spoon no but cute but but no i know but (laughs) i know it's gonna go (laughs) and i'm like his name is not fucking spoon it's fig and he's mine and um no this this poor girl she's she's lying to me on the phone and and i just like decide i'm like you know what do i bend do i like let her have this and i'm like you know what no i'm like look megan i know you're lying to me like he's microchipped to my name he's my cat like he has vet bills he has all these things he's my like i can take care of him and he is he is mine like you didn't like lose him being irresponsible he just like like, vibed out you probably took him in he vibed he was actually homeward i think he was homeward bounding i had just moved um a few blocks away and he got really close to my old apartment yeah the 101 was keeping him from getting completely home anyways so yeah can't cross that um so anyways yeah i got reunited eventually megan bent and was like okay yes like here here he is scooped him up just uh, and i'm like he i thought coyotes cars gone he's gone he's died he's moved on yeah he's moved on from this life just like i was gonna never mind he's moved on yeah but he didn't he was there so cool and he mewed and then i scooped him and then was there like a reunion was he so stoked he i mean he was just like huh you know a little like what but he immediately like melted once i held him and and i put him in my home and he was like oh it's you it's me we're back together and here we are here we are i mean his whole routine every time i he can hear he he knows what car is mine so as i'm parking my car outside my house he like runs up to me and is like on his back like flipping oh, around just like a sweetie little the best homecoming is a pet truly so well, one of the best homecomings <laughs> is a pet <laughs> maybe yeah. people listen here are like i want to see my kids i'm like okay whatever, whatever. but like when yeah. my dog is stoked to see me when i get so home cute. it's fucking great yeah so um i know i know that was kind of a I, i'm i'm now so a little self-conscious it was kind of a long story but it wasn't really no i i tell sagas mm. um i was gonna say that like with the grief thing so pepper and i she was such a cool cat we got her in august of 2019 so we basically had her for three years and she was cool she was super fucking sketchy Mm -hmm. she did not like people but she liked us there's three people that live in this house and she was really sweet with us she's always afraid of like being captured which like we never fucked with her Mm -hmm. she was cool kitten she never like used her claws sweetest girl but very scared all the time but like when i went out in the garden it was always our time together i used to work out in the backyard every day and like we would hang out back there and she was so sweet she had her routines Mm -hmm. you know down to a you know like they're so easy with her her routines and so when she disappeared i was like okay well she wasn't like the most friendly loving Mm part of our lives but there was such a routine with it right. and i always liked seeing her and i'd always pet her every day and stuff but like we weren't super lovey-dovey in the winter she'd sleep with us because it's cold out right i know hi but so she left and i was like that sucks i was pretty sad we put up papers we put it all over facebook and instagram and then around my birthday i was like i really want a cat mm-hmm. like three weeks after she left we had mice in the house i'm like pepper was like doing her job yeah she was a cold-blooded killer respect and so then we got this new cat and like a few weeks after we got the kitten who at that time <laughs> she was still like super nice and sweet and like just a saint and like a little baby yeah but it's hard not to when you try to move on too quickly yeah from an experience without dealing with it it's like it kind of makes it worse mm. because it we i find myself continuously comparing them and then asa showed me he like his phone thing made like a year in review and it had all these mm. photos and there was like a couple pictures of pepper in it and i was just like mm. i'm sad and like asa and i talk about pepper all the time now but i'm like it's interesting when you think something's not as significant like maybe i took it for granted a little bit mm-hmm. i mean we she was super healthy she was a great cat she came and went yeah. she was in the backyard non-stop like we always saw her 
and her and Otto, the dog that I have, had like such a great relationship. So it's just interesting how that works. Because mm-hmm. I never really considered myself like I'm more of a dog person, mm-hmm. as people would say. But I'm really like an animal person. And it's when you, it's like when something's so in your routine. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just like familiarity. Kind of sucks. Take it for granted. But it's okay. I don't think she's coming back because I did see her almost get taken by a hawk once before. Oh, okay. She thought she was tough. She was like, I'm coming for this hawk. And I was like, you're going to get got. So, by the way. Yes. Um, I see that you put in your notes dry January, yay or nay, and uh-huh. it's a nay, considering we're having I, a we're beer having right a now. Cake <laughs> right now. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Cheers to Cheers. not doing dry January. Mm. I obviously support anybody doing it, but uh of course. I've done I've done dry months and I've done dry January and I just I'm very much in a phase right now of like I'm not forcing anything. Yeah. I'm not forcing anything. I'm way too hard on myself and I love to try to force things and when you force stuff it just doesn't work out. So I'm I'm not I'm not on it right now. I yeah, I feel that. I'm not into it. So, can I tell you what my very best Christmas gift was? Yes, please. My cousin Amanda got me this book. It's 100 pages. Okay. But it's a murder mystery. And so the cool thing about it is that you can take the pages out and rearrange it. They're not yeah. in the right order. Have you heard of this? Okay, it's like from the 30s it's or something. It's a very old book. Only a few people have been able to figure it out, right? Three specifically. Okay. Supposedly, specifically, supposedly three. Okay, and at the time, the reward for figuring it out was something like $300. Oh, I would love that. And at the time, that was a really big deal. I'll take it. It's a big deal right now for me. So are you loving your... I mean, I again. So this is where my so- stories turn into sagas. <laughs> So I got this book. In the middle of it is like this little piece of paper folded in half and it says, let's go girls on it. Mm. For anybody who remembers, I did karaoke the night of my 30th birthday party. I did Man, I Feel Like a Woman. I missed the opening line. Let's go girls. Mm. Um, it was tragic. Yeah, that is But tragic. hilarious and amazing. And so I thought it was a funny little like bookmark she just threw in there to make fun of me. Yeah. And I'm opening all my other gifts for my cousins because they're so sweet. And she's like, you should really look at that piece of paper. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a cute little bookmark. Right. I thought it was a bookmark. What else? I'm so dumb. What is it? What is it? I opened it up. She got us tickets to see Shania Twain. <gasps> oh, okay. My heart is, is racing. I know. So I'm going to go see Shania Twain in no, May. No, you're not. May 28th, no, baby. I don't even know. Okay. In your notes, it says Shania freaking Twain. And I <laughs> still didn't know where this was going. I didn't know where this was Shania. going. Shania freaking twain dude i cried they cried then later we're in the car we're listening to man it feels like let's go yeah, girl song whatever girls, yeah. um and i look over and my cousin amanda's just crying and i was like dude are you crying she's like you're not supposed to see that i'm like what's going on she's like i just love you guys so much and like like we just all oh. like have such a good time together like we're gonna go see Shania twain and like i just love you guys and then we're all crying yeah. so when you talk about sentimentality like i'm that girl i like to get in my feels yeah. i'm that bitch 100 percent. oh my god well of course shania oh you know what else though i'm still a spoiled brat do your parents give you christmas gifts that are mad like real <laughs> no my, my mom my mom does she's in it she's in it she cares <laughs> she's giving you gifts my mom's obsessed with me yeah for, yeah my mom is truly obsessed with we're me. already facebook friends instagram, oh, friends. instagram friends yeah my mom she you know i really hey mom hey mom she's listening hey, no she 100 she's is. listening my yeah, my my dad, my dad would always talk about himself a lot. He like would every once in a while show show interest. I mean, my dad really liked me ultimately. Like he thought I was really fun. I would making my dad laugh was like height of life. Yeah, like, of course. This, everyone thinks this man is the funniest man on earth, and if I can make him laugh, I just I don't know what how that works, but it's like I usurp the throne. You know? Oh, if I get my dad on a good one and yeah. his cheeks are red, yeah, incredible, an incredible feeling. There's no better feeling than making your dad laugh because I feel like. I don't know about in your family, but he would be the one to make you laugh. Truly. So to get him. My dad was the comedian. Life of the party. And then my mom, she's really, she's so sweet and so likable. But making my mom laugh is like, okay, it's so freaking. If I just want an energy boost, I just call my mom. I was going to say, I like that. I'm needing to meet her in real life. Mm. So your mom, she does what she does with the gifts. Yeah, she is really big. She, she, she'll like, she was in Ventura recently, had lunch somewhere cafe no fuck nouveau nouveau thank you cafe nouveau she's like hey i had such a delicious meal here next time you're in ventura take a friend out and i'll 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 cover the bill 
amazing just because she's obsessed i also like that because it's like an experience that now you get to go do exactly it's not like because sometimes when you're if someone gives you like money or a gift card it's like hey let's go to groceries yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. but like an experience with a friend and you get to share your experience with your mom it's like it's meaningful very cute so yeah mom mom's obsessed um my stepmom's super generous so let's i'm not i'm not you know she's not listening to this podcast but hey. um hey bye <laughs> um she's not definitely not listening but no she's like very very generous just um we don't know each other well enough to like give perfect gifts like she mentioned she liked gretchen rubin like five years ago so i got her a gretchen rubin book this year and that was me being like i'm trying really hard i'm trying to be thoughtful I'm trying to be thoughtful anyways this kind of turned a little sad let's go back to your i was gonna say so <laughs> is this the appropriate time <laughs> oh ask me literally ask me anything no it's not the appropriate time i did this Why? dick thing where i knew something about you but then asked about what your parents get you for christmas for getting the information that your father has passed away oh yeah do you want me to talk about do you want me no, to talk I about just, my life i just meant more like i felt like a dick right there because i kind of put you on the spot to to be like oh now oh you're talking God. about your mom and then the listener doesn't know and then i was like i'm oh, hey, a listener. dick no it's okay again my relationships are grief i think like I've been talking about this with a few friends recently, but getting de- developing a relationship to grief and to death is a really important part of life. I think, too, as a therapist on an existential level, I'm helping people grapple with love and loss constantly. And every loss is this like mimic of like de- death is coming. Yeah. And so, again, sorry, this is a complete no, shift. Don't worry about it. I love that. And I, death and loss is something that I struggle with. I would say that's a high anxiety for me. Oh, I, I, what an interesting podcast if we were to, like, m- do a mock session. Yeah. Oh, my God. We should. I would be Wait, so we down. Should. I'd be down. We should do a mock session. Dude. Because that's one of the things, and I've talked to Cody about that before. I'm like, I should go to therapy about that because I'm not okay with the idea of death. Anybody dying uh-huh. at all. Yeah. Me dying. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. My loved one's dying. No. I, I would love to work with that. <laughs> love. Would love. love. I, 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 Am I int- now your personal pet project? <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm obsessed. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I mean, I, I entry with uh, like a client. Well, I'll do a consultation. They're like, kind of, how do you work? What's your deal? And I'm like, look, this is my basic premise for what I'm doing with you. And if you don't agree, we're probably not a good fit. Get but, out of but here. But again, it's like I'm trying to help you live well with love and with loss. Mm. And we think that loss is the hard one. But honestly, love is the harder one. We don't know how to live well with love. And I think those two figure out the the two in, in tandem, and that's what grief is. Grief is living with the with love and loss at the same time. Yeah, of being like I've loved you and I've lost you, and what do I do now with all this love? Yeah. Where, do I, where do I put it? Yeah. I think that's like um, Phoebe Waller Bridge. I think that's kind of one of her premises in Fleabag is like, where do I put all this love I've had for you? Yeah. Um. And and you can put it places though, and that's the good news. I think is that there's like a hopeful way like my love for my dad and the love that we've shared and who he's informed me to be there's also this really powerful thing where i can there's been so many times where i wish i could call my dad and ask him for his advice ask him for his thoughts on things but i've internalized him so much i know him so well that i can kind of go to this imaginary place in my mind where i'm like hey dad what do you think about this and i can hear his stupid inappropriate remarks like almost immediately yeah. like i and and i can hear him making fun of me and i'd be like oh my god dad no for real like i need <laughs> i need <laughs> yeah i need i need your thoughts um and i think you know something else about my story is that i i left my job as a minister um i got together with my then girlfriend my then my partner um kind of grappling with my queer identity and my dad died within three weeks was and you of- lost fig and then Fig lost. Fig ran away a few a few years okay, later. Okay, Fig sorry. is a different. But thank you for just you're like you I'm know like, you, you're like I, you're like I can name something else you've lost. <laughs> <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know about it. Okay, so should I tell s- listeners that Steph is Steph has, like I'm bawling. My, my sweet my sweet <laughs> Steph has tears. Can I hold your hand? Um, my, my hands I are so cold. I'm so am sorry. I'm crying. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you had a huge life identity yeah. change. You lost your partner and your and your dad yeah i love how cold your hands are i'm i yeah hopefully it's refreshing it is um so yeah no i mean yeah i think talking about again talking about death is like it, it maybe it's just like oh motherfucking therapist like get out of the fucking room you know it's like maybe kind of annoying but no it, but it to me it's again there's so much of i was telling someone recently this story but i wrote a line i was wrote, wrote a song about my dad and there's this one line in it 
where I say, um, I saw your reflection. I was looking in a mirror. Okay. <laughs> We're not well. <laughs> well, I have to say that losing my dad is probably like mm-hmm. the scariest thing I can think about. Mm-hmm. And my very best friend in the world went through that last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fucked up. I'm going to pause real quick. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. From laughing to crying, crying to laughing. No. That's my vibe. Perfect. Okay. But you, you wrote that line. Yeah. I wrote that line. And um, I don't know. It's just like... There's so much where I carry, I carry him, um, and I can still kind of interact with that love, even though he's not presently or physically here. And I, I don't even know what I mean on a divine sense, on a, on a heavenly yeah. past, li- first past life, future life, whatever sense. Like I just know that he lives so well in my mannerisms and in yeah. my mind and in my heart and in the way that I love and interact and my laugh. Like I, <laughs> there was one time. A few years ago, I was with my dad and my grandpa. So my dad, Larry, and then his father, Lorenzo. My middle name's Lauren. So we've got, yeah, we've got got all those. It's very cute. (laughs) And um, I was with them and we we all have, I mean, I probably laughed at this podcast at one point, but we all all have that kind of like, um, I'm using my hands, but I know I have to describe it in words. Are you Italian? No. Because it's just. The hands, I know. I'm not, it's so shocking that I'm not Italian. I know that's a, a stereotype, but. No, not Italian. My dad was Mexican and Jewish, and um, he was also wildly inappropriate constantly. And um, again, it's just like <laughs> slut shaming. We can sluts can call themselves sluts. My dad would call himself a juju bean. Oh, come on, nice. That's like, but I mean, it's from so, your dad, from, hilarious. From him, from him Great. about himself. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. <laughs> which he was. So, what is up with Christianity then? <laughs> what how did that happen? I know my Jewish father. <laughs> Um, well, my dad wasn't really religious, so there's that. He okay. was just kind of like, eh, whatever. I'm like, my mom's Jewish. I don't give a fuck. And then my mom... <laughs> Rock on. Is, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, my, yeah. Um, and then my mom, she kind of was, I don't know, raised on Christian values and morals, but wasn't Christian either. Yeah. My mom was very big on, like, uh, psychics and fairies and kind of just, like, energy <sighs> I love vibes. your mom. I knew it. I love your mom. Yeah. She still probably believes in fairies as much as she believes in God Almighty. Like... She's just kind of... Ever- I'm pro-fairy. Pro, super pro-fairy. This is a pro-fairy podcast. <laughs> I still see moss on the sidewalk, and I'm like, that's where a fairy lives. Because my mom has instilled that in me so much. As fact. It's, and I'm like, yeah, that's where they... I better not... St- I better be careful where I step. Well, come on. Stupid. Communities. Lives. Lives. Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be the oppressor of the fairy come lives. Come on. Stepped on a mushroom earlier? That was a whole community, probably. <laughs> oh, no, to be a fairy living underneath a mushroom. This is my lifelong goal. Um, So, yeah, religion. How did that enter my life? My no, mom. I was just going to oh. say, like, if you're going to go for it right. in a weird way, I'm going the Jewish way. Oh. If I had the heritage oh. to be Jewish. Yeah. Personally. No, I feel that. I think um, Judaism is... <laughs> back to death really good at grieving really good at grieving um they sit shiva which is like when someone dies right yes. they sit for god again a I'm week not, a week five I think days it's, I think it's a like week. five seven days something like that and um and they talk they talk to each other about yeah. it yeah the god. family sits and the, i couldn't imagine it, it's just it's so beautiful there's and the way that um uh jewish tradition understands scripture is also way more it's like more interested in questions than it is in answers which is very anti-evangelical anti-patriarchal anti-compet that's very again obsessed with answers and binary whereas judaism is very open and curious and thoughtful yeah. and questioning um yeah, so I would go there. My grandma, um, also who's the Jew- grandma, dad's mom, as uh, Jewish, uh, but wasn't also wasn't religious. So I don't really have a high cultural Fair. impact from her either. Uh, she also passed away earlier this year. I've just got a lot of you got it going got on, ma'am. Yeah, got a lot of loss. Um, but you know, makes me more something. Something living well with it. I don't know. It's just it's going to happen. I feel like my family is very of the Irish Catholic way where it's just like we're moving. We're, we are mm, chugging there's, along. There's this dumb joke from John Mulaney who's like, bury the boy, bury the boy. Like we're moving oh, yeah. on. We're not talking <laughs> hey, about it. Hey, like, yeah, yeah. Bury the boy and yeah. we're done. You yeah. know, because we've had some major losses in my family, too. And like Mm. just wake up the next day and you just pretend that nothing's happened mm. and everything goes on and that's how we deal with all family trauma and all family issues Dude. and i'm not like that at all in my personal life mm-hmm. or like you know you move away and you become your own person sure. and you go to therapy and you're like whoa when you 
do that for i don't when did i first go to therapy when you do that with everything that's happened to you from birth to 25 (laughs) or something yeah yeah. (laughs) and then you go to therapy for Uh the first time yeah you're like the floodgates are open Mm -hmm. there's no resources to i can't close them now i I, for the love of god can we close it up yeah because i would love to Mm -hmm. because my old approach was kind of working for me in a weird fucked up way and now i have to address the flood yeah and i'd really rather not oh yeah yeah, I mean, it's so funny. I mean, and my profession, I'm warning people usually at the beginning and being like, hey, I'm not even going to, we're not going to touch on your trauma for a while. And we do want to do it really lightly because it's like, it's going to be really, it's, we're bringing up this is gonna old suck. stuff. And, and so also when clients tend to start to feel better, like I have a, I have, a, I have one client right now is doing, um, generally speaking, when clients start to do better, they're like, I don't need therapy anymore. And I'm like, this might be really, now that you're grounded and feel safe, this might be a good opportunity for us to look in the past a little bit and kind of investigate some of these old thoughts, patterns, family relations, losses that you've experienced because you're so well connected, your friendships and relationships, your partnerships, all these things are going well, works going well. This might be a good time to deal with xyz xyz yeah Yeah, it's i mean it's like cleaning out a closet you it's messier before it's cleaner every single time your approach sounds really nice um my first serious therapist was like once she got um an inkling of information that Mm -hmm. there was old stuff to deal with she said we're not talking about anything else until we talk about Mm, this no and we are doing this so i would leave because i originally seeked therapy because I thought I was having a work stress issue, mm-hmm. work stress management issue, mm-hmm. where I was just having full on panic attacks, anxiety attacks Yeah, I, as a professional person. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to seek therapy. They'll know how to help me through this breathing techniques, whatever. You yeah. Know? yeah. And we talked about that for a few sessions. And then I gave up a little more information about myself. And she was like, okay. So mm-hmm. I've been letting you off the hook here because I didn't know. So it was funny because then it was like, okay, so I leave work for an hour to go to a therapy session and then I have to go back and be a professional person. Oh, yeah. Or have to go back and finish my day yeah, yeah, yeah. after having my entire insides ripped oh, out yeah. of me and excavated through. Mm-hmm. And so it was quite an intense experience, I would say. But also for some reason at that point in my life, full throttle mm-hmm. worked hmm. in a weird way. Yeah, I mean, the, the the person really matters, the professional. I mean, so, sometimes that technique really goes... I've had some really intense sessions with clients before, but usually that's after establishing a high level of trust. Yeah. Um, See, the thing about me is, mm-hmm. I'll tell a stranger. Mm-hmm. I'll trauma dump on mm-hmm. anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used I, to do it casually. Uh-huh. You've gotten better at it. Better at like being like, hey, maybe I should... Not everyone deserves every. No, part of my story. No, I, I would say I used to do it casually as if it didn't matter. Oh. And now I can be like, no, yeah, it sucked. Yeah. Okay. You're like, yeah, it was whatever. It just like this horrible thing happens. That but kind of- also, as I've mentioned on the podcast before, and not to like, and this is probably something you have seen people do before. Very lucky person. Very happy. Very privileged. Small T traumas. I'm not trying to sit here and get the violin out and act like I've had a fucking hard life or anything. Mm. But you know, like there's things that if you don't learn how to deal with stuff. Yeah. When you're young. Oh, yeah. And so then you get to deal with it all when you're older. And it's hilariously weird experience. Yes. But it's fantastic. I'm super pro therapy. Mm. Um, Into it. Incredible. Yeah. I'm I'm still brainstorming like what it would mean for us to do like a mock session. Okay. We're going to do that. I'm so down. And it's going to be maybe not the best listening experience, but maybe it will be. Because I think the listeners know, like, I'm not going to hold anything back from them. Right. Well, yeah. 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 We could, we could also connect, it'd be like 10 minutes or maybe not a full 50 minutes, but do like, yeah, 10 or 20 minutes of a. Well, if I could get you for the full 50, it's like I'm making money on the experience. Oh, well then, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. I, I'm You're so losing down. money and I'm, I'm kind of making money. I'm upset. I'm sharpening my skills. I think it's super interesting. <laughs> I even like a therapy corner. I'm like, oh. I love practicing my chops and seeing like if I can do this. Yes. You know? Therapy corner is a passion of mine. <laughs> For you. Th- th- I can't you. wait. Also, I pretend I'm like, I know about therapy. I can't wait to be annoying. You probably do. I, that's not, that's the funny thing about being a therapist. It's like, yes, I'm in this like authority role, but I, and I, and I have, I have a master's, whatever, but I, I really. Flex it. Thank you. It is sexy at it the end. It is. And Sam Urena MA. 
Come on. Single. Kind of. You went back to school. You said, you know what? I haven't had enough torture. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Uh, School was miserable. (laughs) I, you know, also, I mean, MA is also, I think education is, I have a whole, I could go on a whole rant about that because I was playing Fortnite while I was in my master's program. I'm sorry. Right. You're, you're just right. staring at me. Right. I was listening. I also, it's just better when I have like two, I can do two things at the same time. Women. <laughs> just being a classic woman. Just classic. Uh, that just I was playing, play, doing guitar scales while I was like in class. Cause I just like needed something else with my hands. ADHD perhaps? Yes, absolutely. ADHD. <laughs> Neurodivergent. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, I, you know, I only realized I had ADHD by working with clients with ADHD. They'd be like, Sam, I'm experiencing blah, 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 blah. It's You're my like, ADHD. That's life. And I'm like, yeah, that's super normal. <laughs> that's normal. That's super normal. I would say that in my brain, but out loud, I'm like, okay, let's find coping skills for blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, oh my god! After years, are of you working- listening to yourself, <laughs> taking your own advice? There, that's so funny. Yeah, and then I was like, I think I should talk to my doctor. I think I have ADHD. And then <laughs> my friend Blair was like, No fucking shit, Sam! Wow, like, you're you're all over the place. You're the most obsessed person I know. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Amazing. Anyways. You're brave. As Cody would say, you're really brave for that because he came out as ADHD Mm. as well. And it was brave of him. It was really strong. Oh, my God. Impressive. Mm. Well, guys, this is probably not the last time you'll hear from Sam. Wink, wink. Ha ha. Um, (laughs) So I feel like that's an hour. We fucking did it. It is an hour. hour. Oh, hell yeah. Now, any other little little tricky? You tell me. Do you have any 2023 predictions? That's what Cody and I used to do in the beginning of every season is like say what we think is going to happen in the year. And then at the end of the year, we're like, haha, you oh, idiot. That's funny. But you could think about it for the next one, too. I kind of put you on the spot. No, no, no. Well, I, for example, okay. in yeah. like 2020, uh-huh. one, is that right? Cody was like, what are your predictions? Do you think you will get a vaccine i said no do you think you'll walk through a grocery store without a mask i said no i did all those things um huh and now it's harder because we're like not like the pandemic i would say yeah is over uh-huh that's what biden says and so yeah i don't think like that's one of my predictions like sure. i don't think we're gonna have like much covid fallout stuff covid things you know like i still think you probably shouldn't go to work if you have covid i bet that will still be a thing throughout the year huh um, I think I'll get married. <laughs> yeah, you definitely are. <laughs> I think I'll turn 30. I think you'll turn 30. I think. Um, do you think you'll get any pets? No. Do you think... Actually, I was talking to a girl right before I came here. She's like, do you just have the one cat? I'm like, yes, because... And I'm like, this is going to make me sound like a little sicko. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure whoever my next girlfriend or partner is will probably have a pet. And I don't want to be a f- the freak. That is sick. I know. I know. I'm so... You are holding out. You are pausing. No, I don't want another pet. I understand. But from what I just heard, I'm guessing. <laughs> I hate myself. I'm guessing there's some other patterns in your life mm-hmm. of waiting slash holding out on certain things. Don't do that to me. Don't psychoanalyze me. You're waiting no. for a partner. No, no. Okay. Definitely here's not. another. Okay. Another little thing. Fuck. Okay. Give I'm it to them. Telling you a Be story. honest I'm telling you a story. Okay. I'm telling you a story. Okay. I left my religion. I left my faith. Fell in love. Right? What Fast. did we learn today? Shut up. <laughs> We're going back to the Chemex. The Chemex and Turkey. I have a love- feeling like every episode's going back to the Chemex. <laughs> <laughs> so I... Fuck. Okay. So where, where... I don't even remember what I was. I... I'm obsessed with love. Okay. 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 I lost my faith. Okay. 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 Also. Okay. I understand myself well enough to know that I was, I had God. It was an amazing experience. Then I had my first love and then my dad died. And then suddenly after that big breakup, I had none of those things. I did not have my first love. I did not have my dad. I did not have God. So it was like a really, really big deal. That sent me into my slut era. Okay. <laughs> Where we coming, started. It's all coming back together. Yes, sent it me is. into my slut era. And then, um, since kind of being like okay that's i'm i'm i've slowed down slut era has has commenced. coming to a close uh, commenced commenced is beginning or ending i think it might be beginning both, both? <laughs> same same with salutations i recently re- learned salutations, salutations. aloha aloha <laughs> someone thought it was aloha <laughs> okay so it ended um slut era has ended and i'm like okay i there's this big thing about spirituality and faith that still has shaped me so significantly. How do I get back to it? And so as I'm trying to make my way back to it, 
I've been wondering, how do I reestablish this relationship to the divine if it's there or whatever? Because I definitely had something. Something was in the air and I understood it and it understood me and there was like cool things that happened because of it. And I yeah. hate that that's true because no. I, would, I would love to. Well, yes. It can mean so many things it though. Can. It's not like you don't. The listeners don't have to misconceive you and think that it means like almightiness or whatever. True. Right. You know what right. I mean? And it's definitely, again, I could, I could, I'm obsessed with my own life, so I could also talk about my beliefs forever. Me too. Why did um, you think I started a podcast? <laughs> You're a genius. You're just, a genius. Just to sit here and talk better about yourself. Than me. Still better than me. Um, so as I'm exploring, reestablishing what I think about the divine and my relationship to it, talking with a, my housemate and she was like it sounds from your stories it sounds like you've had a really profound relationship with the divine i'm like i did and she's like well, what it what would it mean to you to reestablish that i'm like well i'd really just want to talk about i like have such meaningful loving relationships in my life but i do want a love like i want a romance and like and she's like why do you think the divine wouldn't care and that was really powerful for me because i'm like so it was so fixed that like the divine only cares about divine things about about big big universe making the world better things why would the divine ever care about my little like hearts and 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 need for like touch and intimacy which i do have through so many meaningful relationships but 2020 2023 prediction i'm i'm the love love is coming for me and i'm coming for it and and there we go i love it there we go i love it yeah but i feel like you're talking about things in the same way and not not to minimize it but just as a connection point is the same way that people talk to the universe or the way that they manifest or the way it's basically speaking out something that you believe is true for yourself Mm -hmm. that you deserve and that you will achieve and there should be no doubt in it Mm -hmm. and then a lot of times that's what that's how people talk about things coming into their lives is like once you accept and state and understand and truly believe that you're worthy of love that you deserve love that you're accepting of love right and that love will find you yeah that's Usually when things come into play, they talk about the same thing with business, small businesses is like, there must be something inside of you holding you back. A lot Mm -hmm. of times when you look at small businesses from being successful or branching out, a lot of it has to do with insecurities, money insecurity, success insecurity, not believing that you're the right person for X, Y, Z. But like a lot of business people talk about like when you shed that and you truly believe that like it's out there for you yeah. and that you can achieve it. You are willing and able and it won't be perfect, but you can do it is when people's lives change. Yeah. And I, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And I think there's many words for the same thing. I think like, again, I still come from this like Christian background where the lore around the divine and I'm using words that are my more comfortable with, but the lore around the divine making light and plants and goodness that was spoken and when you speak you speak things into existence and if we have any image of that divine thing if we carry that as humans like if we are divine and divine whatever it's there's that that sameness it's like well speaking things into existence is what we do yeah as we speak things become true yeah well and you create your own reality if you want to get into it so (laughs) hey let's uh we'll save some of this for another podcast episode all right sam Let's sign off. Okay, we sign off. You guys, this is the first episode of season five. Like, share. I'm going to get back into like, I'm I'm the mean one where I'm at the end where I'm like, you guys need to review us. You need to like us. You need to promote us. Give us basis. You need to tell your friends about us. Mm -hmm. You need to hype up the new people and make them feel loved. Um, You just need to do your jobs. Goops. Goob Nation. Yeah, Goob Nation. You're now part of Goober Nation. How does that feel? Truly blessed. Okay. Well... Thank you. Thank you, Steph. This is a special place to be with you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. In, in the, in the right. headquarters. In the headquarters. <laughs> HQ. Okay, bye. Bye.